0: Welcome to the Revelation Church podcast. We trust today's message will speak to you. If you'd like to get in touch, just drop us an email at hello at revelationchurch.org.uk. Great job, great job. Okay. Okay. If you are as astute as our learned friend Randall, you may have picked up on a theme. Okay. And I'm just going to, I'm going to talk for just a few minutes. So kids... Kids, you've done some engaging, we've done some singing. This is a bit where you get to listen. And I tell you, there's a bit here for you, okay? Sometimes when we talk from the front, you might think, ah, this is for other people. This is for you. And I'm going to call you out specifically so you'll know when I'm talking to you, okay? So listen up, okay? This is important. I'm going to read some of this because I felt like God was sort of prompting me to bring this. And sometimes when it happens last minute, you don't feel super confident. So if I'm a bit nervous, it's because I just want to get it right. And you want to get it right, what God tells you to bring. So, yeah, there's a common theme here, isn't there? We are all called to serve one another. And I could have chosen so many more verses. This is just a small smattering, a few verses. But there are so many more that we could choose, yeah? where God calls us to serve and it's twinned with a promise that it's way better. That is the blessing comes at that point. It's really encouraging, you know. And we've heard some of those. And actually there are others that talk about actually serving those who are most needy. Jesus came to serve the most needy. He came to do the most grotty job of all. He washed the disciples' feet and he showed them This is what I've come to do. This is what it looks like. And then he went to the cross and he did the most grotty, gruesome serving of all. He died on the cross and dealt with our sin. That's the sort of servant example that Jesus is telling us to obey. And I felt like to bring this because I just really felt like, I'm going to read most of this, I'll be honest. We are entering a time where this heart attitude of serving is all the more necessary. It's really important. It's really what is going to set us apart. And I think amongst us, I wanted to bring it because I think God needs to do something really radical in our hearts to change us in that way. And I think if you think, well, I'm quite secure and I'm not actually in much need of service, I think there's a time coming where that will be challenged and you too will need serving. Jesus already told us we need serving because he's dealt with our sins. So we know what that feels like, but sometimes we need reminding of it. And I feel like it's a real challenge to us because it's like, it's a little bit of a shift where it's almost like, hey, some of these verses carry really deep promises. And if they're not really embedded in our hearts, if we don't really believe that it's better to serve, we're going to really struggle. And I do feel like I say, like the time for consuming is over and God is drawing in the servant hearted. He's drawing in the servant hearted. And I think it came up earlier, which was just wonderful what David shared and, and Michelle really echoed, which is that it's not about how you feel, it's about faith. Servant heart, Servant-heartedness is about faith because it's about a promise. Yeah? It's about a promise that when we serve, when we give generously, God feeds back to us and serves us and blesses us much more than we can ever imagine. But if we don't believe that, we're going to cut ourselves short and we'll end up serving based on how we feel. Have I got enough to give? And the Bible is just full of this promise again and again and again. We serve From a place of faith. God loves you and he is for you. And the promise is, no, he will give to me. He will give me all that I need. And we absolutely have to cling to that promise. For one another. To be really radical in this area. It's a faith question. And I guess... I wanted to quickly share something specific. So I think that applies across the church. But I wanted to share something quickly specific because it relates to kids. And we've got a wonderful opportunity this morning because we've got kids in with us, which is wonderful. And also, I look after the kids' work. So I thought there's an example here that I can bring about our kids. Now, there may be other examples. And I'm sure there are people with other passions on their hearts. Well, this is my passion. So I'm going to share this and encourage you in this. And I want to share this one specific example about how we serve our kids at Rev. And what that looks like okay so kids it's about you it's about how we look after you okay now i'm just going to give you a quick intro if you don't know if you're new to this uh, to us as a gathering or you're just unaware okay at rev it's quite unusual that we have the kids in with us okay usually on a sunday morning we have two groups we have a group of primary school aid children we have a team of leaders we prepare material we play games we preach the gospel, we pray with the kids, we bring object lessons, we teach them, we're trying to make disciples. And that is a group that ages, so it's primary school, so kids that are like four all the way up to 11, okay? And then the other group is a group of um, sort of nought, so as soon as you, you know feel like, hey, I want to take my kid out to a group, from nought up to like primary school age, okay? And in that group, we don't have leaders, okay? We have parents that go out and stay with the kids, Okay? And I guess I just wanted to share that because I just wanted to talk about some of the principles behind that, because I think it gets to the heart of our serving, okay? So I'm going to say this, and some of it might not sound very, might not be necessarily easy, but I think it's really going to touch on our servant-heartedness, okay? So I'm going to say this. We don't just look after kids here. We don't do babysitting, okay? When you bring your kids... We are about making disciples from the age of naught up to 90, 100, right? So with our kids' work, it's all about making disciples. It's really important. And we don't take that lightly, okay? So that's really important to understand We're making disciples. So for parents, on a Sunday morning when you come with your kids, okay, there's a servant-heartedness that you bring, which is you have a mission field of your kids, and you bring them, and your job probably for many of their years in younger life at least, will be in discipling them. And on a Sunday, it doesn't look any different, okay? And I realise that's a challenge, because what we're saying is turn up on a Sunday and do more of what you do anyway, okay? When we gather together, that's what we do. We're discipling kids, okay? So so there's a burden and there's a weightiness that comes with looking after our kids when we gather together like this, when we have kids in whether they're out, whether someone else is looking after them, the job is of making disciples. So that's what we're doing. It's about serving them. But it's not just about parents, okay? So actually, our kids are a wonderful example amongst us because even if you don't have kids, there's a wonderful opportunity for you, okay, to serve them. Because for many of us, it may be the greatest opportunity we have amongst us to serve a group of people and see them grow in maturity in faith and walk with Jesus and actually see seeds sown all the way to fruit. There are not many people you will see in life make that transition, that journey. If you've got people that don't know Jesus in your life, maybe you've seen that. For many of us, our kids or the kids we see around us at church will be the biggest mission field that we have. It's massive. And we have an opportunity to serve them. And it's not just about adults. It's about kids. Because actually, when we come and we serve and we bring our gifts and we bring our generosity and we do that watering of others, if you are a kid that loves Jesus, what we want to see amongst you is you discipling younger kids. That's their expectation. So if you're in that group of big kids and you're 11 and you think, well, I know some of the Bible stories now. I think I've got some of the right answers. Well, actually, that doesn't matter. Because you've got a wonderful opportunity to disciple and serve those who are younger. You can look around. You can look around in this room, maybe if you're an older kid, and you can look at some of the younger kids and say, I've got an amazing opportunity to serve them, which is a real privilege. And I guess I wanted to bring that because I think I recognize that for if you're a parent, that's really, especially if you've got younger children, that's really hard. Because it's that thing of turning up and saying, I've got to carry on carrying the torch of the discipleship of my children when they're really little. And on a Sunday, that's, it's exactly the same. But if you are someone else in this church who doesn't have children, what your servant heartedness might look like is carrying that torch with them. So if someone has got young children, it might look like going to them and saying, let me serve you. Let me take your kids out. Let me bless them. Let me disciple them. Let me be involved in their lives. There's a massive blessing in that. There's a massive privilege and a reward in serving those children. Yes, it's parents' responsibility and that's their mission field. We have a role as well to come alongside and serve them as well. It's a servant-heartedness. It's an attitude. And lastly, kids, same applies to you. When we come to church, we come in not just to do the songs and the games. We come with a heart attitude to see people love Jesus more, to be made into disciples. Even our littlest kids, we want to be building them up encouraging them, setting them an example when we praise together, setting them example saying, I'm for Jesus, be for Jesus with me. That's our job as kids as well, okay? That's a specific example. And I wanted to share that because the kids' work is on my heart. And I feel like it's a wonderful opportunity. They are some of the most vulnerable and needy that the Bible talks about, right? They're fragile, their lives, what they have ahead of them, you know, in years is so precious, And I think it's a real example for us. It's quite an easy example, really, of a way that we can serve one another in the church is the way that we bless our kids and young people. It's about that servant-heartedness. It obviously applies to many other areas. That heart attitude of serving that we've just had, holding on to that promise of it might cost me. I might not be in the service hearing the preach, or I might not... Uh, get to talk to the person that I wanted to talk to, okay? It costs, it really costs. And I, I know, I want to talk, I say it from a place of, I hear parents say, oh, this is a real burden and real cost. And it is, and we want to acknowledge that and champion that because the promise is to give is better, to serve and sacrifice, to lay your de- life down like Jesus did, to love one another in this way, Is it comes with a wonderful promise, And we really must believe that if we want to see Jesus change our hearts. We really have to carry that. It's not a feeling. It's about the faith we have in that promise of what Jesus is doing in our hearts. So it applies to kids. And I would really encourage you to look around, to see the kids that we have amongst us, to see the young people that we have amongst us, to ask a parent, how can I bless you? How can I serve you? There's a challenge there. But in whatever area it is, I just this is, a, this is a call to step up in faith in the way that we serve. And we heard this morning about rejoicing, right? And some of those verses that we could have talked on, 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 on joy and rejoicing. You know what? In, in James, it talks about, um, uh, 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 about the joy that comes through trial and testing because God wants to work out our faith. He wants to see it persevere. These are opportunities for our faith to grow when we serve. They're opportunities for more testimonies like we heard this morning, for joy to abound in our lives that will astound the world around us. It's really important.